0: Esquire! And I'm Ted The... Bill, here, let me take it. Okay. And I'm Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah! And
1: we're Wild Stallions! Travel back in time to the 80s.
0: Reliving the advice... Carpe diem. Seize the day.
2: The comebacks...
0: Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer! Uh
2: And the
1: technology...
0: Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean?
1: Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s.
0: Can you say stuck in the 80s? welcome to the future. San Dimas, California, 2688. And I'm telling you, it's great here. The air is clean. The water's clean. Even the dirt is clean. Bowling averages are way up. Mini golf scores are way down. And we have more excellent water slides than any other planet we communicate with. I'm telling you, this place is great. But it almost wasn't. You see, 700 years ago, the two great ones ran into a few problems. So now I have to travel back in time to help them out. We've learned that the world has a great history. Thanks to great leaders such as Genghis Khan, Joan of Arc, and Socratic Method, the world is full of history. It seems to me the only thing you have learned is that Caesar is a salad dressing dude. Oh my life I wanted to fly like the birds that you see way up in the sky. Who are you guys? We're you, dude! If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! Whoa! fantasy punching holes in the walls <gasps> of reality how's it going royal ugly dudes i'm the earl of preston and i am the duke of ted put them in the iron maiden iron maiden excellent execute them bogus
2: Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Brad in L.A. And today we travel 30 years into the past. Yeah, so we can travel 700 years into the future. Don't worry, it'll all make sense. This is our podcast honoring Bill and Ted's excellent adventure on its 30th anniversary.
0: Ted, while I agree that in time our band will be most triumphant, the truth is Wild Stallions will never be a super band until we have Eddie Van Halen on guitar. Yes, Bill, but... I do not believe we will get Eddie Van Halen until we have a triumphant video. Ted, it's pointless to have a triumphant video before we even have decent instruments. Well, how can we have decent instruments when we don't really even know how to play? That is why we need Eddie Van Halen. And that is why we need a triumphant video.
3: Second the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. And don't forget to listen to our podcast at the CLNS Media website. You can find it at anyone, anyone, Bueller, clnsmedia.com. And as always, we plead, we beg, we grovel. Please, if you love our show, share the links on social media.
0: Gentlemen, is everything all right? Yeah. Except how come the number we dialed for San Dimas brought us here instead of to tomorrow, Rufus? Because in San Dimas, it is tomorrow, William. You have to dial one number higher. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Rufus. And you better hurry, because you don't have much time. Hey, Brad.
2: On an epic adventure like this, we needed someone in the third chair. So I bring you a man who, when he first saw this movie, thought it was a documentary on himself. It's Dave Harris, better known to the stuck-in-the-80s crowd as Dave Dirt. Hey, Dave.
4: Hello, fellows. I am feeling most triumphant.
3: <coughs> Excellent. We're going to put you in the Iron Maiden, Dave. You're going right in there. <laughs>
2: Can we get this out of the way right now? Is this not one of the most quotable movies of the 80s? I mean, is when, you're, when you watch this, do you not sit there and think, that's a great line? No, that's a great line. No, no, the line that's coming up in 30 seconds is a great line. Oh, man, I, I can't count the
4: times I've called someone a medieval dickhead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you killed Ted,
0: you medieval dickweed!
2: Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure premiered on February 17th, 1989. And follows the adventures of William Bill S. Preston Esquire, which I – someone explained that one to me later – played by Alex Winter and (laughs) Theodore Ted Logan, played by the great, somewhat great, the somewhat tolerable Keanu Reeves, as two metalhead slackers who have to travel through time to get the answers they need for a history final. Along the way, they're aided by a guide from the future named Rufus, played by the late George Carlin who explains that future society is actually based on the music that these two knuckleheads will produce later in their lives. So, to save their own skins and save the future of humanity, Bill and Ted decide to bring back historic figures from time, including Napoleon, Joan of Arc, Billy the Kid, Socrates. I can't stop saying, I can't say Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> so so crazy oven. Genghis Khan and and Sigmund Freud, Uh, their idea is to get these famous people to give their impressions of modern-day San Dimas, California, allowing them to pass their history exam and avoid having uh, (laughs) Ted sent to Alaskan military school, which has got to be one of the most tired (laughs) uh, plot points in any really B-movie ever made.
0: I spoke to your principal today, Ted. He said you're failing history. Me and Bill. He also said that if you fail history, you flunk out of school. You know what that would mean, don't you, Ted? That I would have to go to Oates Military Academy, sir. Uh-huh. I spoke to Colonel Oates this morning. He's anxious to meet you, Ted.
2: Who remembers <laughs> seeing this movie in the theater? I'm pretty sure
3: I saw this in the theater. I, I'm pretty sure I did. This is, looks like, the, you know, this is the kind of movie I would have taken time out of my very busy senior you're in college schedule, haha, to uh, go to see.
4: I don't believe I ever saw this in the theater just merely because it, it was like an hour and a half drive to get to a damn movie theater. So I'm, oh, I probably saw it, you know, a year later when it came out on VHS.
2: I forget, I forget there are people <laughs> like you, Dave. <laughs> yes. Even when I lived in a small town, we had a movie theater. <laughs> well, I, I was in Gainesville. So I was like Brad, I was a senior in college. And I remember specifically going to a late night showing of this with some fraternity brothers. And our, our, our thought was we want something that's real brainless that requires no mental engagement. And if we get a couple laughs out of it, that's a bonus. But if not, we're going to hit a bar afterwards anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it delivered on all of those accounts. I, I remember just being astounded by how my, my expectations were, were, were rock bottom. They were just none Zero, and <laughs> yeah, and I remember thinking even like twenty minutes into it, I'm thinking this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and yet somewhere around the twenty one, twenty two minute mark, it just the, the silliness kind of just it, it. It's like you swallow the hook, and it gets embedded in your entrails, yeah. and yeah. It, somehow <laughs> it just you you just go along from there on out, and you just you give in to the silliness. Well, what I would
3: I would say. Yeah. When, when you say, this is the silliest movie I've ever seen. And then there's this, this hanging ellipsis dot, dot, dot. And like you say, like a minute and a half later, like, and it's fantastic. Like it <laughs> is, it is just a stupid, stupid movie. Nobody can argue that it's art. If it's, if there's any art in it, it's the art that they made this movie that is so dumb. And yet they walk that line. I think I said this when we talked about earlier. They walk that line where they realize it's dumb, but they're doing it with conviction it and does. it just works. Right. Not many people one. can pull that off. It,
2: it it is it is one of those classic it's 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 sort of one of those uh dude where's my car moments of the eighties.
3: Yeah, that was the <laughs> that was I was trying to come up with another movie that is similarly stupid and yet fun to watch, and that was the only one I could really come up with. Listeners, please set me on the right track because I can always yeah, use a dumb yeah. movie to it's, watch. It's,
2: oh oh Hudson
3: <laughs> Hawk. I'll put Hudson Hawk in that bucket too.
2: It's it is it's it took forever to make, if I recall. It was one of those movies that they had a script for. And in fact, I think they had to go back and digitally change some lines.
4: Yeah, they had to overdub because it was set to come out a year prior. They they said 87 throughout the whole thing, and they had to overdub 88.
2: Oh, gosh, that's hilarious. Well, they had
4: because uh, I think it was originally supposed to be uh, De Laurentiis, I think, it was supposed to put it out, and then they went under. I think that was part of it.
2: Dave, what about this movie got your attention?
4: I really connected, actually, with, bill and ted because of the band situation my cousin chris and i had uh, what we could you know you might call a band (laughs) whenever we could you know get a bass player and you know i was on drums he was on guitar and you know we were gonna take over the damn world we're gonna go out to la you know because that was an original idea and you know that was our dream and so we really connected with bill and ted for that reason mostly i mean that was us. That's really funny. <laughs> and one of these days, I'm actually going to tell my tell a story about our uh, our only gig.
2: So, Dave, tell us one good band story.
4: One good band story. uh Well, unlike Bill and Ted, we actually got to play one gig ever. And uh, in fact, our uh our high school principal, Principal row called an assembly, and we got to play for everybody from seventh grade on. Oh, up. you're kidding! And uh, just. No, it was awesome.
3: That's <laughs> fantastic. Had, had all
4: the, cause we were juniors at the time, and so you know we had all the uh, all the senior hot girls were up against the stage, and uh, my girlfriend was none too pleased about that. But you know <laughs> they're yelling and screaming. We we're playing all sorts of hair metal stuff. I think we played five or six songs, like uh, Skid Row, Youth have Gone Wild," and. Uh, no, but it was awesome. I mean, even if it was just, you know, bass and drum, or guitar and drum, we didn't. our bass player bailed at the last <laughs> minute.
2: <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the casting of Bill and Ted here. Keanu Reeves. Dave, what what had he done before this movie?
4: Well, he started out doing, uh, like a lot of people, just a bunch of, uh, like, he'd have little one-off spots on a TV series or something like that. He did a few TV movies. Okay. Including uh, actually a movie with Charles Bronson called Act of Vengeance. Nice. I'm sure everybody just ran around and saw that. But uh, he was also in uh, Young Blood with Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze.
3: He's the goalie, yeah. Uh,
4: then uh, of course he was in River's Edge, which was just a wild movie. But uh, I I don't even think I saw that back then. I don't think I saw it in college. But the soundtrack was amazing. And then uh, right before this came out, actually, uh, he was in uh, Dangerous Liaisons with. Glenn Close, Michelle Pfeiffer, and uh, John Malkovich.
3: Oh, so I didn't know that.
4: Slightly different. So, what about Alex Winter? Has he done anything else? He had done a few things, not near as much as Keanu. He did, uh, of course, he did Lost Boys. That's where I first saw him. And uh, But other than that, he uh, he was in a, uh, a movie called Haunted Summer with Laura Dern wow. and <laughs> Eric Stoltz.
2: I'm also pretty sure I read somewhere that George Carlin was not the original idea to play Rufus, the time uh, guide from the future. I swear to God, I read it somewhere that Sean Connery was the original target. What? That's that just melts my brain. How's that possible? Wow. It, well, cause they wanted, they wanted like this established, uh, you know, okay. Okay. It's the, it's the mentor. It's the mentor, uh, character. Right. He's played but it I'm, a million times. You know, he's going to play it again. And, and I'm and so picturing him but,
3: saying in his, in his accent, can I jam with you boys? And, and whipping out his bagpipes at the end. Yes. No. That would have been nice.
2: <laughs> no. Hey, and before we go any further, let's acknowledge that there's some pretty amazing people showing up in Bill and Ted in very small roles. Dave, like you know the you know the cast better than anybody. Some amazing names here.
4: Yeah, I mean the the three most important people in the universe or whatever they call them, but the very first that was of course the big man Clarence Clemens and then uh also uh, martha davis from the motels was there and fee wable from the tubes was the the third uh, most important person and uh let us not forget jane weedland was there playing <laughs> noah's wife
3: <laughs> unfortunately she only has about <laughs> 3 lines in the whole thing
4: but she's just cute as a button though <laughs> oh my gosh i
2: think she's about 29 years old if i read something yep. she's got me in the rush hour yeah she- <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> uh, I talked to Fee Bill a year or so ago. I did an interview with him, and I taped it. I tried to tape it for the podcast. I think I talked about this once before, and it it didn't. The, the recording was, um, we were using an old system, and it got corrupted, and so it was completely unusable. So, But I mean, I had him talking for like oh, 10 man. minutes about Bill and Ted, and uh, oh, it's wow. lost for all eternity. I, I had him on the phone for an hour, and it's all for nothing. Um, oh wow! before we go any further though here, here's a real head shaker Diane Franklin who is one of the few actresses from the 80s who loves to promote her 80s work and, and of course we all loved her in Better Off Dead and Last American Virgin she's in Bill and Ted as one of the princesses in um, ye olden English times and she gets like maybe two or three lines maybe she, you can yeah. sort of maybe hear her mutter them Mm-hmm. But what's totally bizarre is in the sequel, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, her character returns much more fleshed out, right? but not with her as the actress. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I noticed that too the other night when I watched the second one, which again, I don't recommend. I'm like, well, that's weird. I wonder why they recast that. Because she talks <laughs> about
2: this like nonstop on Twitter, it seems like. Right. It's easily to me her most forgotten <laughs> role. Like I, I, I have to really struggle to remember that she's in this one. I mean, I remember Jane and She doesn't have a line in English. But, uh, but <laughs> Diane Franklin, I can't, I can't remember at all. I don't even know if Jane Wheedland remembers she was in this movie.
0: To improve on the condition of her armies, Joan of Arc plans on instituting a full-scale aerobics program on her return to France.
2: Let's talk about the soundtrack for a minute. Uh, soundtracks to 80s movies are considered sacred in some cases definitely like purple rain or any of the john hughes movies uh how does this one stack up dave
4: oh man this one is highly underrated i think uh, and I, it, it took me a long time to find it again and then I, I finally got it i can't even remember where i downloaded it but uh not that i would do anything illegal but i got a hold of it and yeah it had such such great songs on it i mean most of them they'll play little snippets from the movie so you don't notice them exactly what they are until that certain part yeah. comes up like uh Dancing with a Gypsy by Tora Tora that's just like a a 10 second snippet that they play in the middle of the song and then, oh yeah, that was that one. Funny. Or the same thing with Father Time by Shark Island. (laughs) Just yeah, a lot of great, just cool hair metal stuff ahead. Of course, Big Pig with "I Can't Break Away." That's most people know that one, especially after last week's episode. And um, Robbie Rob's uh, song "In Time." That's a big power uh, ballad. That most people love.
2: I cry. I cry.
3: There were text messages. I can't verify, it, but I but he did say he was crying.
2: Right. I mean, in the middle of watching this the other day for the first time in ten years or however long it's been, I was. Watching it here alone at the Spears Lair, and um, I may or may not have been having an alcoholic beverage or two. And it gets to the part of the movie where I would have definitely been on number two and or number three. And they start playing in time, and uh, Steve got blubbery and texted Brad with just an, which would have been like in the <laughs> middle of the day, LA time. Yeah, it, saying, was. It? it was the middle of the day, <laughs> you were just kind of like. you you took a good 10 minutes before you responded it might have been two hours before you responded you're like uh yeah dude too much in the
3: interest of full disclosure i was at the beach (laughs) so you know not try not to spend too much time on my phone when i'm at the beach and i don't get sand in the speaker
2: It wasn't there some wasn't there a song the song that ends the movie? Two heads are better than one. It's 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 credited to a band called Power Tool. But I think the names behind that band are kind of interesting.
4: Yes. Power Tool were none other none other than the uh, beautiful blonde bombshell twins Matthew and Gunnar Nelson, who of course would blow up bigger than Dallas the next <laughs> year with their own, you know, self name band, Nelson. Oh nice. And uh, that song was actually written by them. Yeah, by them and uh, Dweezil Zappa. So a lot of uh, a lot of famous names in that little group. <clears throat> the uh, the uh, song that I love the most though is the during the mall scene. I was already a huge extreme fan, and when they played uh, play with me, I I just I love that song so much. You just can't go wrong with uh, Nuno Betancourt It's just one of the best guitarists from that era.
2: Now, while we love the soundtrack and we and we obviously love the movie despite its silliness, um, the critics didn't like it quite so much. Brad, I mean, you, you've read some of the reviews. What what was the general take on the on the movie?
0: Anus. most non triumphant.
2: Yeah, I
3: think you know it was probably a little mixed. Um, the one that I found that really sticks out is the Washington Post at the time. The Washington Post film critic Hal Hinson. Uh, he, uh, I believe the phrase he would use is ripped at a new one. It
0: was a dick.
3: <laughs> let me just read you a little, let me just read you a few lines from this. It says to say that Bill and Ted are underachievers is unfair to all those who actually possess untapped potential. If ignorance is bliss, these are the most blissed out kids ever because the characters they're playing and the lingo they spout are already out of date. The timing of this picture seems out of whack. It's peddling last year's hip. If the director's Steve if the director Stephen Herrick has any talent for comedy, it's not visible here. I didn't think it was that outdated.
1: Ah. I'm Billy. This here is Socrates. Socrates. We're from history.
0: <laughs> Hello. I'm Dr. Freud. What you may call me Siki? Seem to be suffering from a mild form of hysteria. Oh, God. You are such a key. <laughs> Way to go,
4: Egghead.
3: can oh, You know, Hal may not have liked it, but uh, the movie made $40 million on a $10 million budget, which is, you know, Hollywood's going to say, hmm, not bad. We'll take it. There's some sequel money. Yeah, let's, yeah, what do you say we do another one? And so the second one cost $20 million and made $38 million, So it made a little less and cost a little more. So. Wow.
1: The big in Big Wireless Provider stands for a lot of things. Big contracts, big bills, and big fees. What Big Wireless doesn't want you to know is there's a way to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Introducing Mint Mobile, the game-changing company that's taken everything wrong with Big Wireless and made it right. Mint Mobile makes it so easy to cut your bill down to just 15 bucks a month. You can even keep your old number, along with all your existing contacts, with any Mint Mobile plan. There's no more paying for unlimited data that you'll never use. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, plus free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card, go to mintmobile.com slash podcast. That's mintmobile.com slash podcast. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month and get free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card at mintmobile.com slash podcast.
2: So, Brad, you've been hinting at it, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. You watched it last night. I watched about 30 minutes of it and I couldn't get any further. Real quickly, tell us what happens in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. It's
3: so bad. Let me just start there. Okay, so time time travel movies right time travel movies you can always add another layer of some more time travel so some evil dude from the future wants to come back and wreck Bill and Ted so they can't make the future excellent and so he sends some robots back that look just like Bill and Ted and talk just like Bill and Ted which actually is one of the only mildly amusing parts of the movie uh and then they kill real Bill and Ted real Bill and Ted have to make their way back to Earth with the help of Death, God, and a Martian, which is less interesting (laughs) than it sounds, believe me, (laughs) and uh, take their rightful place at the front of Wild Stallions where they play the Battle of the Bands, which they, of course, win and go on to set us onto a glorious and marvelous, excellent future. How'd I do? It's terrible. The movie is terrible. The first 10 minutes is kind of interesting while they set it up. And the last ten minutes, when they have what I call the time machine fight, is kind of funny. And the rest of it is just, ugh, it's just you know the the scenes with death where they're like basically playing playing games with death to come back, and you know death saying, "Are you a sank my battle sheep? Is just that's that's fantastic.
2: Here's your next fact-checked moment of the podcast: the seggies.
3: The Seggies.
0: What's happening, the hot stuff?
2: Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Uh, we'll play a segment of a movie from the 80s. If you get it right, you're into the drawing for a bottle opener. <clears throat> what other swag do I have?
3: Yeah, Uh-oh. about the bottle openers. I'm 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 fresh out. I just sent the last oh, okay. of them out. I'm Gosh. ordering a new batch. So. The
2: one day I should have asked you if we had any yeah, left. More than I did not ask you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm just coming clean. I'm coming clean. Eighties Nation. Not, not that I send them out really quickly, but I am out of them, so I'm getting
2: some more made. Um, anyway, pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show.
0: You tell your brother he messes with me. He messes with my whole family.
2: That's twins with Danny DeVito and, and the governator uh i thought more people would get this one right well a lot
3: of people got both oh mystery movie moment and name that 80s tune and so i pulled the spearsonian trick of putting people who got both into the name that 80s tune well there you go uh read some of the winners winners this week include tom corn in austria brock in north dakota john in dallas terry kemp canuck in colorado aaron carpenter rock the good ag miles from london England wait miles from London England miles from London <clears throat> miles from London England Ken Mooch Milligan Chip in Maryland Stony Stit, Eric from Cincinnati and Nanooks from Pasadena Maryland pay
2: attention here's this week's mystery clip
0: can you take a joke Vic sure I can take any joke you dish out oh yeah well try me I sank your truck what are you talking about I didn't mean to but uh, I lost control after I moved that brick from under your tire
2: you touched my brick if you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com, and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. Uh, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune, uh, we will play a little tiny piece, a wafer thin piece of music <laughs> from the 80s, because that's what we do. If I listen to another clip, yes. I think I'll burst. As, again, if you get it right... Um, theoretically, you might eventually get a bottle opener from us. <laughs> hey, you know,
3: it occurs to me that the movie from Mystery Movie Moments last week, Twins, that might fall into the "so stupid it's funny." Ah, uh, that's a good theory. They're they're making a sequel with with Eddie Murphy as the third brother, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, sure, bring it. I'll I'll watch that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> No, anyway, no, no, sorry. Now back on track. The, uh,
2: that's that's the one takeaway from this show, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. That's "I Don't Want Your Love" by Duran Duran. <laughs>
3: So I thought more people would get this, I have to say, although I did try and pick a chunk of the chorus that was a little, maybe not totally obvious. I think there'll be some people who are kicking themselves over that one.
2: Uh, Who were some of the winners, though?
3: Winners this week include PJ Vreccia, Dave Estel, Dave Augie August, Eric Berube, Lou Sweet Lou Grilly, New Wave Todd, Tommy in Boston, Mark Ram, Mike Muck, and... Becky the Rocker Pixie from Atlanta, who writes, I hope I'm not too late to answer the Name That 80s tune from episode 491. It's I Don't Want Your Love by Duran Duran, my all-time favorite band. I just wanted to say I love the podcast. I've only been listening for a couple years now, and I alternate between going back and catching some of the older podcasts with catching up on the newer ones. But until now, I never seem to be totally caught up with the newest episode. It seems appropriate to me that my first email would be to answer a Duran Duran Name That 80s tune.
2: Well, that's great. We used to yeah. be.
3: We haven't used a Duran <laughs> Duran clip in forever,
2: anyway. So we used to good. be like over the top Duran Duran themes in this show. Like I, we've done two or three interviews with them, and we, every time they come out with a new album, we do a whole episode reviewing it. And I remember there was some backlash at one point, and people were getting a little <laughs> pissed. They're like, "Enough with the Duran really? Duran, yeah." And so we calmed it down, and we we sort of said, okay, you know, we're not going to talk about Duran Duran every other episode, which it wasn't every other episode, but, you know, it was... (laughs) Well, let's talk about them now. Do they have a new album they're working on? Because, you know... Maybe. I I don't
3: know. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, I liked All You Need Is Now. I think it's fantastic, and I like Paper Gods, too.
2: Yeah. They've done some good stuff lately. I would love to see them one more time perform live. I've only seen them once, so one more time would be nice. Uh, Let's spin the wheel and find out... Who uh, is our big winner, Dave? How are you feeling today? You feeling feeling strong, pal?
4: I- I'm feeling pretty pretty uh, strong. Yeah. You think you can spin this big wheel for us? Let me do some stretching. Hold on. Ooh. Okay, I'm stretched. We ready? Yep. <laughs> oh man! God, Damn, I think son. I might have something. <laughs> <laughs> something.
2: Snapped off. That's I'm telling you.
3: All that all that shoveling uh, shoveling grain is paying off.
2: Yeah, and snow recently. It's like we're going to finally end up on Mark Ram. You are this week's uh, sp- very special winner. Send us your postal address via email, and we will uh, put you on the list. I guess, or maybe even I'll send you something.
3: You're, you'll be getting one of the first of the new. Yes, the brand new. Shiny new laser engraved aluminum bottle opener. Is it really laser engraved <laughs> aluminum?
2: Yeah. Uh huh. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's anodized. It's one of those anodized aluminum bottle openers. Then they laser engrave our, yeah. our logo on it. It's nothing sexy huge. as hell. I'm telling you. <laughs> you live in the cool f-
2: future. People love them when we <laughs> give them away on the cruise. So I, that's one thing we'll have. As soon as the '80s cruise is over, which is just about a month away, we'll have any any of our leftover swag we'll have to give away. So that'll be nice. <laughs> Woot woot! I have some of those Pedialyte. Um, <laughs> Pedialyte, Are we getting those branded. <laughs> Pedialyte, uh, um, they're little powdery packages you put into water to help you with your hangovers, but they're meant for adults. I have been o-
3: the I have been overserved water treatment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, i've been i've been i've been testing them i've been field testing them here in Orlando to see uh, how very, they thoughtful, work. very thoughtful very thoughtful <laughs> they're very tasty i think it's like a black raspberry flavor they take ten seconds to dissolve and then i'm telling you it does it does make you feel better pretty much about in about ten or fifteen minutes so wow damn you like, better stock up i think i'm gonna bring some on the cruise and because i accidentally i i bulk ordered them and didn't realize it because. So I have, like, about 100 packets of it. I thought I was ordering (laughs) 12, but I ordered 12 (laughs) dozen. I ordered 12 boxes is what I ordered. Oh, (laughs) jeez. And each box has, I think, 24 or so in there. So, yeah, I've got a lot. Oh, nice. That'll last you until, like, April. So I have Pedialyte for for hangovers. I have the emergency powder that we should probably start taking right right now (laughs) to boost our vitamin Cs so we can boost our immune system so that we can... We can stay awake for more than 10 hours a day. And then uh, what else do I have for the – I have at least 150 uh, Pop Rocks packets to bring, which (laughs) – Wow, Pop Rocks and Pedialyte. I'm not sure who our core demographic is anymore. (laughs) You guys know how to party. It's fun to pound one of those right before the trivia session on the boat because you get that, that intense 30 seconds of just like feeling like you're 12 years old again so <laughs> I don't no. know this is this is the sort of thing that I always hope gets deleted by Brad but he keeps it in anyway and I just end up being nah, full. I'll probably keep it in because <laughs> we
3: still we owe the people
2: a clip <laughs> anyway pay attention here's the clip for this week I hear if you know it email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in soon to find out if you're a winner We'll be right back after this commercial break.
0: <laughs> Let's visit the land of heavy metal The our most excellent cereal. Pass the gruel. Looks like a gruel cool duel, dude. Heinous display of manners. We've got a most excellent way to start your day. Or night. Bill and Ted's excellent cereal. Cinnamon oats with marshmallow notes. It's the most triumphant part of this complete breakfast. Awesome
1: cereal, dude.
0: Who gets the last bowl? He
1: does. New
0: bill
2: We thought, hey, let's catch up on what's new about the uh, sequel to Bill and Ted. Here's the latest on the movie they're calling Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, the movie's supposed to start filming the first half of this year. Last I heard, I ain't heard no cameras running. Uh, but the plot <laughs> is supposed to be a middle aged uh, Bill and Ted are trying to figure out uh, why the future they were promised has still not happened. Uh join the club gang. You have jackets. <laughs> does, that, does that sound familiar? Any of you <laughs> listeners? I work next to an intern who does the same job as me. Bill and Ted got nothing.
4: Uh I was promised a hoverboard.
2: Anyway. Uh so the idea is that they're gonna go back in time to encounter their younger selves and footage from the original movies. And so we will probably get to see George carlin again. The latest news, which came out this week, actually, I think it actually came out yesterday, is that filmmakers are teasing that the movie will be ready for Christmas 2019.
4: That is good news, actually. That's shocking to me. Yeah.
3: I mean, I I think maybe I've already said this. I would go and see this, I think. Oh, I absolutely would. Um, I don't know if I could get Katie to go with me, but uh, I would go and see this just, just to experience it. The, the horror and the splendor of it.
4: This kind of shocked me just because I, they were going so hot and heavy talking about it a couple of years ago. And then it just kind of died off. But I do know that they, I, they were yeah. wanting to take their time and do it right because they know how high the expectations are. But that alone makes me kind of want to, you know, go see it.
2: <laughs> it's not Lawrence of Arabia three guys. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, we're going to go <clears throat> see it now. We're, are we going to go see it in a theater and pay money for it? Or are we going to wait for it to come on uh... matinee? <laughs> you go to matinee. Maybe it's it,
3: matinee, we didn't no
2: popcorn. We've done. I mean, uh... What am I made of money here? <laughs> <laughs> I never get any food at that. I, I see like one movie a year. The one movie I saw last year was Bohemian Rhapsody. That was it. Yep. <laughs> so, really, you didn't see any other movies? No. I, 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 mean, I. don't. I'm not trying to like get sympathy here or anything, but I don't date. I mean, I don't go out, ever. I, I, if my car even leaves the- <laughs> Fun is right out. <laughs> my car does not leave the driveway on weekends unless it's to go to the liquor store or the grocery store. Or Let's to- see. I guess I went and saw Ralph Breaks the Internet recently. That's
3: actually surprisingly good. But uh, yes, other than that, I don't go out to that many movies either.
2: Yeah, what about you, Dave? Do you, do you go out to a lot of movies still?
4: Uh,
3: of
2: course, it's two hours for Dave to get to the movies, <laughs> so he doesn't go to the movies.
4: No, we got. Well, yeah, we we go every once in a great while. We just kind of stop, whenever, especially when we got you know the, uh, fire TV and stuff like that. We can just watch everything on Amazon, and we're lazy like that. We yeah. come home and just get in our comfy clothes and veg on the couch.
2: I I miss that. And that that was maybe maybe that's a an age thing, you know. I don't think my parents went out and saw a lot of movies when I was growing up, but then again, they didn't also have Netflix and and Amazon Prime and all that kind of stuff. But movies movies in the mall were two of the most movies mall and roller skating were like the foundational, you know, tip poles of our the triumvirate of dating. And it doesn't play Mm -hmm. that way anymore. I mean. I feel bad. I mean, now Drive-In Theaters, which were also still a thing, they're obviously pretty much gone too. So, But anyway, so we'll see <laughs> as, as Steve, Brad, <laughs> as Steve, Brad, and Dave face the music, how things turn out uh, for their lives in the future. But in the meantime, uh, obviously we have Bill and Ted 3 to look forward to, hopefully. But uh, definitely check out the first two movies. They're on, Brad, you said they're on Hulu and Amazon Prime? Yeah, check out the first one.
3: If, if you're feeling like a completist and you've got 90 minutes with nothing else to do, then you know, go ahead, jump into the second one. But you know, when it starts to annoy you, you can skip forward about a half an hour, probably. <laughs> just, just scan, just put it on scan, and when death has its, when death has a scene, then just pause it there and watch that because his, that's the best character in the whole movie.
4: Damn right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they into me.
2: Until that happens Dave, Brad, and myself remain here Hopelessly Stuck in the 80s
3: Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app do it!